It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Juan Williams, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 8, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. Wars, like the one in Ukraine, interrupt global economies and supply chains. And in the case of this war, it impacts the supply of food in an entire hemisphere, like in Burkina Faso. Many countries in this area, uh, this part of the world, North Africa, receive a large percentage of their, their wheat from Ukraine, and it pushes global food prices up, which is not good for children. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. We've spent weeks now bringing you stories of horrifying conditions in Ukraine. We've brought you the tales of war as told by our Fox News correspondents. We've asked you to mourn with us as we lost our journalists and pray with us for the recovery of others. We've asked you to observe with us the ghastliness of apparent atrocities, the fright of young children separated from their families, and the panic of Ukrainian patriots who can see a future without their homeland being written for them. One way that happens is when Ukraine's economy, so steeped in agriculture, collapses. Ukraine is often called the breadbasket, and it normally helps to feed the Eastern world. Some leaders, like Ukrainian parliament member Lesya Vasilenko, wonders if the loss of food supply might spark the rest of the world to help them. If they don't want to be involved in the whole of Ukraine, there are ways around it. I mean, uh, I don't think that the international community is too keen on having a food crisis uh, blow up in their faces as as early as the uh, second half of 2022. And that will be happening if the Ukrainian farmers uh, cannot sow the fields uh, or uh, collect the harvest. Uh, so again, peacekeeping missions and protection missions could be on the ground to protect the fields and to protect the crops. Uh, which are being planted in Ukraine. Ukraine is called the breadbasket of Europe uh, for a reason. And today it's not just the breadbasket of Europe, but also the breadbasket of North Africa and the Middle East. Vasilenko shared those thoughts with us this week. And it is true, there is a famine in progress in Africa. And much of the food relief had been coming in the form of wheat from Ukraine. Now that key supply is interrupted. The crisis in Ukraine is coming at a time when we're already facing a global hunger crisis for so, so many children. Gregory Ram is the vice president of humanitarian response for Save the Children, a global charity and action group helping to stop, among other things, mass starvation of children in parts of Africa. He tells us the situation is dire, the need is real, and the war is frustrating their efforts. He speaks to us from Burkina Faso. We have you know, drought uh, across the Sahel, where I am, we have conflict in so many countries, including Burkina Faso, uh, and uh, and now you, ha- uh, you, have, you have economic disruption due to COVID and supply chain. And so you already have a, a, a country, a region, uh, a world facing where children are already facing hunger. Uh, here in Burkina Faso, three and a half million people need food assistance. 
And with the Ukraine crisis upon us, uh, it only means that food prices, food, food prices are going to go up. That many more people are going to be pushed into food insecurity, and it will be that much more expensive to provide uh, food assistance. As you mentioned, you know, the uh, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine and Russia provide so much of the world's uh, wheat. Uh, many countries in this area, uh, this part of the world, in West Africa, receive a large percentage of their um, their wheat from Ukraine. And in any case, it pushes global food prices up, which is not good for children. You used a term called food insecurity, and that sometimes I think might sound like one of those things you read on a press release. But what we're talking about is starvation, are we not? So we talk, it, it, it's in gradations, and yes, there is, it, within the humanitarian system, there are different levels, everything's fine, bit of warning. When I talk about 3 million people in food insecurity, that means some of them, with a bit of assistance, um, they, uh, they, can, they can survive. But a fair number of them are actually, as you say, if they don't get the food assistance, they, they, they can and will die. We are, we are you know, already facing... Uh, hundreds of thousands of children here in this area with some with severe acute malnutrition. And that means they are they are literally wasting the death. I was just up in Dori, in uh, northern Burkina Faso, and visited a treatment center for severe uh, children with severe acute malnutrition. Let's say the children is supporting. There you have children literally on the brink of life. Uh, severely underweight, medical complications uh, in the arms of their, of their mothers, uh, doctors and nurses trying to keep them alive. And these are the lucky ones. These are the ones who made it into town from the areas of conflict or at a clinic where they can get some assistance. Uh, so many other children are not, are, are not making it and they're not getting the assistance they need and so many of them will die. What can be done in these scenarios? Uh, I think um, when your supply of food on that other side of the world, if you will, is compromised, uh, it's, I, again, I, don't, I think so many Westerners don't fully grasp exactly, well, you can't just go to the next door, next block, and pick up something. It's, it doesn't work that way. We're talking about actual sustenance. So what can the rest of the world do? Does this mean, does this put more pressure on food providers elsewhere to maybe make more donations or, or to provide more sales to Africa? Uh, do they have to make up for the uh, potential or actual lack of product coming out of places like Ukraine that used to go to places like Burkina Faso and elsewhere in Africa? Well, there are functioning markets here in many places, and so we need both uh, people need both cash to buy food where that is available in the markets, although at increasing costs. And then food needs to be brought, brought in and made available. And one of the things we see from the crisis in Ukraine is when the world puts its mind to it, resources can be made are made available for humanitarian crisis. I mean, it is it is reassuring, it is heartwarming for the children of Ukraine and their families to see the level of generosity of the world towards these children who are fleeing conflict, you know, who are in crisis. That level of generosity and solidarity is so heartwarming. And to be here uh, and to see, you know, a crisis that the world is essentially ignoring. 
We know how to do this. We see this in Ukraine. We know how to bring food in. We know how to deliver assistance. We know how to help children. We know how to treat children with severe acute malnutrition. We know how to get children back in school who have been displaced. What we need, uh, what the children of Burkina Faso, what the children of Sahel need, is the same level of generosity and the same level of solidarity that has been offered to, uh, to the children and families of Ukraine. If those resources are made available, we can, we are, it's still not too late. We are coming into the lean season across the Sahel. Hunger is only going to get worse in the next few months. Uh, this is the time to act. And, and, and if resources are made available, the humanitarian system can respond in the way, in the way it has in so many other places around the world. You've been listening to Gregory Ram. He's a vice president with Save the Children, speaking about the growing problem of food shortages in certain parts of the world and how the war on Ukraine is impacting the supply. On the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more straight ahead. This might be a difficult question to answer. And how how, how do we move past the the immediate or ongoing need for food assistance uh, in, in these scenarios. Uh, we talk about supply, and there is some supply, but we talk about, it, you, actually you just mentioned, uh, that people might not have the money to buy the food. That reeks of an economic issue more than anything. Um, is there a way to, or, 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 or what does a group like Save the Children do to try to help an area or a country like Burkina Faso or, or maybe just a regional area sort of move past this crisis? Because at some point, I would think the people of this area would want to be able to be as self-sufficient as possible. And certainly we should always help people in need. I'm not saying that, you know, we, we shouldn't or that it's not worthy. Um, but you know, at, at what point do we, how, how do we help these people move past is what I'm trying to get at. So it, it's a great, it's a great question. And it's a fair question. And I mean, Save the Children has been working in Burkina Faso, um, uh, uh, for, for 40 years and many other parts of the world with ongoing development programs, uh, with resilience programs to support better, better agriculture here, to help support livelihoods, to help kids stay in school. And we have seen across Africa and so many parts of the world over the last 30, 40 years, we have seen so much improvement. So many, you know, fewer children die, have been dying each year from preventable causes of disease. Uh, than they did 30, 40 years ago. I mean, all of the indicators have been headed in the right direction. And then you get hit in a place like this by conflict, where people are displaced off their land. Uh, you see, uh, you know, huge uh, drought that has that has withered the crops. You have a once in a hundred year pandemic that has disrupted supply chains and global economic activity. And therefore, in those need moments, you have this peak of need and where humanitarian assistance is brought in uh, and, and is urgently needed to keep people alive. Now, if, you can, if we can get through this phase, if peace can return to areas of conflict here and around the world, if people can be in places of you know, stable livelihood, stable agriculture, you can return to that path of development. And Save the Children is deeply committed to a world where children aren't dying of preventable causes and where every child has enough to eat, not through humanitarian assistance, but through their own, either the livelihoods of their families, of, of, of children and their families' own activities. That, that is what we work, for, work towards day in and day out. When the shocks come, whether that's COVID, 
or conflict or drought or floods. We're also there to help people get through those critical times. Greg Ram, Vice President of Humanitarian Response with Save the Children, who is speaking to us from Burkina Faso. Thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.